Hallelujah. Amen. Um, you may be seated in God's presence. Um, thank you very much. Um, Pastor Kingsley and Pastor Mildred, thank you so much for who you are, for all that you do, um, for what you represent. Um, let me set the record straight. Um, <clears throat> and I want to do it Where you can go out with somebody and break up with them. So I want to break up with Pastor K this morning. We are not friends. <laughs> All right, I need to set the records straight. Pastor Kingsley is not my friend. Pastor Kingsley is my mentor. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, I, I needed to say that publicly, you know, because sometimes when your father is age mates, keep saying we are friends, we are friends, and you are. One day you wake up, you see something, we break it. I say, ah, what happened? You are an old man now. <laughs> um, Pastor Kingsley has been an immense blessing to me. Um, but he said, when I'm talking about being a mentor, I'm not talking about age. I'm talking about what he does. Whoever teaches you is your teacher. Is somebody listening to me? Whoever teaches you is your teacher. And Pastor Kingsley has taught me a lot. Um, I am learning a lot from him. I am observing, amen. When he sneezes, I catch cold. <laughs> Thank you so, so much for all that you are doing. God bless you. And um, Pastor Mildred, uh, th there's just one thing to say about Pastor Mildred. You are a Christian. It's just as simple as that. If you don't know what a Christian should look like, just observe Pastor Mildred. You have a heart for God and you are real. You are authentic. Amen. We have a lot of fake human beings we are done with fake, amen? amen? You are for real, okay? If you want to know what a woman should be like, what a mother should be like, what a pastor's wife should be like, I like your kind of pastor's wife. Amen. I, 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 um, and by the way, I'm home, all right? Um, so I, I'm going to try to share this morning. Whatever I don't get to do, Pastor Kingsley will do some other time. Is that okay? All right. Uh, who is the accurate timekeeper? All right, let's go into the Word of God. Proverbs chapter 3. Um, and protocol, yeah, next time when I'm coming, huh, you get a shorter pulpit for me. This pulpit is for tall people, amen? But you can still see my face, Abby. That's good. That's all I'm selling, okay? Do not depend on your own understanding. Say to your neighbor for me, don't do it. Don't do it. See, I like the Bible. It's straightforward. You can only confuse yourself. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do. And he will show you which path to take. It's as simple as that. Say to your neighbor for me, dream again. Father, in the name of Jesus, we receive insight as we share in your word this morning. We pray that, Father, it will not just be another church service. It will not just be another sermon. That you will shift us in wisdom. You would shift us in understanding. You would move us to our next levels in the name of Jesus. We worship you, Lord, and we thank you. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Now, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on on your own understanding. This is that season and time of the year where we begin to look into the future, look into 2019, and we begin to ask ourselves questions, what does it hold for me? 
It's the time that we begin to dream. And dreaming is the right thing to do. We want to project into the future. Dreaming is the right thing to do because achievement begins with vision. Achievement begins with vision. Everything is created twice. First in the spirit, then physically. Whatever is not an experience in your mind, even if it happens in your life, is a temporary experience. Of course, some of us know people who bet and who make money. Some people get to win money, but they win it and they lose it because the money that came into their hand never came into their mind. You see, there's something called the financial temperature. If you look at your life, you see what I'm saying. If your financial temperature is at about 200,000, if they give you 1.2 million, you will waste 1 million. It is when it gets to 200,000 that your sense will kick. I'm telling you the truth. If your level is 5 million and they dash you 10 million, you will waste the first 5 million. It's at 5 million that you now begin to think straight. Some people's own is 20K. Some people's own is 30K. Some people is 40K. Some are married, but they still have the mindset of a single. What is going on in their mind? Is, let me help you understand what I'm saying. Sisters, when you were single, they told you to keep yourself, protect yourself, preserve yourself. If anybody touches you, you will get pregnant. And you thought like that, you, 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 you watched out for yourself. Those guys are wolves, so they are hunters, they are hard to get me. And then now you are married. The rules have changed, but you are still preserving yourself. You are still protecting yourself. You are still watching out for yourself. When your husband says, what are we eating for dinner? Like, what, what's inside? What is he trying to say? What is it? Nobody is trying to get you. You are married now. But see, what has happened in your experience has not happened in your mind. Let me talk to the young men. The same thing. You used to take care of yourself. When you made money, you looked good. You looked sharp. And ladies were attracted to you because you were taking care of yourself. Now you're married. You're not supposed to be taking care of yourself. You're supposed to be taking care of other people. You have switched from preservation to sacrifice. But if it has not happened in your mind, it will be a temporary experience in your life. Are you here? So as we begin to look into the future, watch this, ladies and gentlemen. The logical thing to do is to take the next step. For some people, 2018 has been difficult. For some people, 2018 has been challenging. And so if you are not careful, you would say, look, if I went for 1 million and I got 100,000 in 2019, let me go for 200,000. Hello? But the Bible says, do not depend on your own understanding. Do not depend on your own understanding. You know, a lot of times what we call attack is a setup by God. But if you keep looking at it from your own perspective, you will miss the intention of God. As far as Joseph was concerned, Mary had sinned. Mary had done something she was not supposed to do. That was the way he saw it. That was the way he understood it. The Bible said he was a righteous man, and yet he loved Mary. So he did not invoke the law on Mary. He was planning to put her away secretly. The Bible said he went to sleep, and an angel of the Lord spoke to him. Watch this. In 24 hours, a crime became a blessing. Nothing has changed but the perspective of Joseph. Do not depend on your own understanding. A young friend of mine, a young man, a friend of mine is preaching in our church this morning. And you know, we're talking and he was telling me what he was going to tell people in our church. And he, was, he said, I'm going to talk to them about purpose. He said, the, the 2000, listen, if Jesus was your brother and Jesus died the way he died, what would you say in your family meeting? You would say he died young. He did not even get married. What kind of a person is that? He failed in carpentry. Then he disappeared for some time and came back and said he was a rabbi. Who taught him? Hello? The Bible said he could dare not perform so many works because they were offended at him. Not that he could not, but he could not for them. 
because of the way they perceive. This is what I'm trying to say. Some of us, if you base your expectation of the new year based on what happened in this current year, you will expect too little from God. Do not depend on your own understanding. They perceived him wrongly. Are you here? They perceived him wrongly. So they expected too little and what they expected is what they experienced. Do not depend on your own understanding. If 2018 was tough for you, I came to tell you this morning, always remember that you are a seed. You are full of endless possibilities. <laughs> Hallelujah. You are a seed. Did somebody listen to me? What you can tell me is what you currently see. But you cannot tell me all that is possible for me. Let me give you an illustration I give people all the time. How many of you guys like to play games? Video games? Okay, video games. I stopped at Super Mario and the like. You see, the games were becoming more and more expensive. I couldn't afford them. Good. Some of you guys played Street Fighter. And you knew moves in Street Fighter. And then somebody will visit you and tell you, no, if you, if you, do, if you combine it this way, it will happen this way. Some, some of you played Super Mario, you used to think it was a tunnel. And they tell you when you get on the tunnel and you press something, it will take you to this other place. Listen to me. If human beings with limited capacity can program games with so much scenarios that you can't figure them out, how much more your God? Are you listening to me? This is what I'm trying to let you understand. Now, for those who play FIFA, you understand what I'm saying? You are playing, you dribble to this right, you dribble to the left, you dribble to the right, you discover the move. Everything you call discovery in the game was somebody's programming. Somebody saw it before you and told the game to behave that way. You only discovered it five years after you've been playing it. Say to your neighbor for me, this is not my end. Tell that person it may be difficult right now, but I am full of possibilities. Now watch, there's another category of people. 2018 was you was good. God blessed you. Things happened for you. You got pregnant. You gave birth to a child. They got, I mean, they promoted you at work. You got a new car. You bought land. You built your house. Now you have this attitude of let's take it one step after the other. In your logical calculation, five is supposed to follow four. Six after five. But sometimes God wants to take you from five to ten. Do not depend on your own understanding. Listen, when it's time to dream, the first thing you need to do is press the reset button. Clean slate. And please listen to this. If you don't seek God, he won't direct you. That's what the Bible says. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all that you do and he will show you which path to take. Look at what the Bible says. Look at what the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 14. Proverbs chapter 14 and verse 12. New Living Translation of the Bible. It says, there is a path before each person that seems right, but it ends in death. Hallelujah. There is a path before each person that seems right, but it ends in death. There is a path before each person. This verse of scripture, we've used it for unbelievers for years. It's not talking about unbelievers. There is a path before each person that seems right, but the end is death. Let's compare that scripture with some other scriptures this morning. James chapter 1 and verse 7, Amplified Bible, it says, 
every good thing given and every perfect gift is from above. It comes down from the Father of lights, the creator and sustainer of the heavens, in whom there is no variation, no rising or setting, or shadow cast by his turning. For he is perfect and never changes. Every good, every perfect gift comes from above. Let me help you understand. People have told you there are unbelievers who are prospering, but who don't serve your God. Every good and every perfect gift. Listen, the devil does not make people wise. The wisdom the unbeliever is working with is the wisdom of God. Are you listening to me? Just like the devil does not teach people how to sing. Every talented singer was gifted by God. Every good, and this is what I'm trying to let you understand. If anything good is going to come to you, it's going to come from God. So it only makes sense to seek his will in all you do. Because if something good is going to happen to you, it can only come from God. Is that established? Let's look at the next verse of scripture. Jeremiah 29 and verse 11, still from the Amplified Bible. It says, For I know the plans and thoughts I have for you, says the Lord, plans for peace and well-being and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. Did you catch that? It's not just that every good and every perfect gift comes from God. God says, I am not a well-wisher in your life. I have a plan. Oh, not your neighbor. Tell that person I'm not a hustler. Are you getting this? How many of us had plans for 2018? This year, there's about a, you had a plan. You know what it means to have a plan? You have expectations, you have goals, and then you have steps to be taken. Did you get that? God says, I have a plan for your life. Oh, say to your neighbor for me, something didn't just happen to you. Come on, say something didn't just happen to you. Listen, this is what I'm trying to say. Whatever can derail your purpose, God will not let it happen. If it happens, it means God looked at the plan and said, it can still work. Oh, did you get that? According to plan. I told you about what my friend told me. He, was, he said, I'm going to be talking to them about purpose. He said, we would have said Jesus died young. He did not marry, but that was his purpose. He said, those two and a half, I mean, two-year-old boys that were killed, when Jesus was born, we would have said they died as infants. He said, what if that was their purpose? Hello? Oh, you mean God can create a person for the person to live for two years and that's the end? If that is the plan, if that is the plan, if that is the purpose, so you've got to mature from, the, from that perspective of if it is good, it is God. If it is bad, it is the devil. No, the Bible said, and Jesus was led into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. He didn't get there by sinning. He got there by leading. He got into trouble by leading. So we are not afraid of trouble because even though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we fear no evil because you are with me. Are you here, somebody? Say to your neighbor, God has a plan for my life. This God has a plan. You know what? God is looking at your life, and what God does in your life is not based on how you behave. God is looking at the plan. David said, All my days were written in your book before any of them came to be. I told you everything is created twice. He said to Jeremiah in chapter 1 and verse 5, Before I formed you, I knew you. <laughs> Listen, that is what you are supposed to do in 2019. Before you form it, you should know it. Before you form it, you should know it. God was trying to say your mother's womb was not, was not your first place of existence. You were an entity before you were conceived. 
Is somebody listening to me? When God says, I knew you, nothing your parents did, nothing anybody did can take away from what God knew before he formed you. Hallelujah. Before I formed you, I knew you. One more verse of scripture now. Romans chapter 8 and verse 28. Amplified Bible. And we know with great confidence that God, who is deeply concerned about us, causes all things to work together as a plan for good to those, for those who love God, to those who are called according to his plan and purpose. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody say, God has a plan for my life. God has a purpose for my life. God has a plan for my life. God has a purpose for my life. Watch this. So what God is going to reveal to you concerning 2019 is the next level in his plan for you. Don't press forward without revelation. I don't know how we do it at DCC, but, but we fast in church. We fast and pray. We've, we just finished seven days last week fasting and praying to seek the face of God for clarity. Because if we are not careful as humans, we will miscalculate. I'm telling you the truth. And a lot of times, when we miscalculate, it's not like we dream too big. A lot of times, it's because we dream too small. Let me help you with that one this morning. You don't have the capacity to overdream. Amen. Some of you say you can run ahead of God. Who gave you legs? You say you can run ahead of God. You can't run ahead of God. When God takes a step, you are still calculating your step. Most of the time, we think too small. We dream too small. Most of the time, we borrow dreams. Hello? Now, there's nothing wrong in what you want to borrow, but it's not yours. So I come to PK, and then PK tells me, oh, you know what, we're doing this work somewhere. And then I go back to my church, and I begin to harass them. Sir, somebody told me about a man of God, and you will laugh at this. He invited another man of God, and they sent him a list of all the equipment that must be in their church before that man of God comes. So that was the next project they were doing in their church. They were buying speaker and microphone, sir, according to the specs of the guest minister that will preach one day. Nothing wrong with all of those things they were trying to get, but is that the next thing God has told you? See, because when you get to the valley of the shadow of death, the only person that stays is the person that told you to go in the first place. Even Jesus in the garden of Gethsemane, he tried to get people along to pray with him. What happened? They slept. Some people slept on you in 2018. Have you learned your lessons? Only the person that sent you will stay with you. So, you see, it's not that it's a bad idea, but you need to know that this is what God will have me do. And that is the hard work a lot of believers don't want to do. As long as you are doing it, if I say I want to do it, you will sanction it. Are you getting this now? If, if I say, for example, from next year, and I'm going to dress like this to church, PK is not going to say no, because PK is doing it. But you need to understand, you don't need the approval of men more than you need the instruction of God. As a believer, after you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, the next capacity you must develop is the ability to hear God. Hallelujah. One more point and we're done. Now watch this. Now this is what I'm trying to do. Listen, watch this, watch this. This is what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to put three keys in your hand. So that before the next year, you have conceived the will of God. Not just one nice idea. I'm going to put three keys. I'll say one now and then the remaining two in the second service. So the first one is gratitude. As you approach God, okay, to, to, to wrap up this year and, and receive of him for the next year, you need to understand that gratitude is the protocol of God's presence. Gratitude is the protocol of God's presence. Psalm 100 verse 4 to 5 says, 
enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. Verse 5 says, for the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever and his faithfulness continues to each generation. Now watch this. Verse 4 is possible because of verse 5. Because the Lord is good, because his faithfulness endures, regardless of what has happened, when I approach him, I don't approach him in tears, I approach him in thanksgiving. God, I've lost so much this year. God said, I am the reason why you still have mouth to speak. Things did not happen the way I planned them to happen. I am the reason why you can still complain. Hallelujah. Somebody says, I didn't like the way 2018 went. Who gave you the right to react? God. So when you approach him, you approach him in thanksgiving. He didn't say thank me for the situation. He said thank me in the situation. It's not about what you are thanking him for. It's about the state of your heart in gratitude. It takes gratitude to hear from God. Listen, because you see, gratitude is an overflow of a positive perspective. When you say, Lord, I thank you. I mean, you need to understand it's not just that God desires it. It's a protocol. Amen? It's a protocol. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 9. This then is how you should pray. This is Jesus speaking. This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. It's a protocol. This then is how you should pray. Don't just go into his presence and say, Father Lord 2019, in the name of Jesus. In the name, no, 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 no. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. You've got to look at your marriage, look at your children, look at your business, look at what you have currently and Thank him for that first. It's the protocol of the move of God. Jesus took the five loaves and two fish. He was going to multiply, but what did he do first? He, the Bible said he looked up and then he gave thanks. Jesus stood in front of the tomb of Lazarus. He was going to bring him back to life. What did he do first? He said what? He gave thanks. Father, I thank you because you always hear me. So this one I'm praying right now is not because this miracle requires prayer. It is because these people need to know you sent me. But before we do anything, we thank you. If I were you, you would declare seven days of praise. Seven days of thanks. You would look at 20. Listen to this. You cannot be grateful and not be positive at the same time. And the mistake with a lot of people is when you are ungrateful, you don't see the potential of what you have left. Because no matter how tight or difficult things are, God will never leave you without a seed for your future. That widow woman in 2 Kings 4, what do you have in your house? She said, I have nothing but a pot of oil. Watch that. What she had, she called nothing. So what she had did not multiply until she was given a fresh perspective. It is gratitude that makes us see what is left. And that's what we're going to wrap up this service with. Gratitude. I want you to look at 2018 so far and say thank you Jesus. Come on somebody. And say thank you Jesus. And say thank you Jesus. Come on somebody. Now when you say thank you, you begin to count your blessings one after the other. We may have had a thanksgiving service. Now listen to this. Listen, somebody helped us with this in our church. You prayed for something for one year. Hello? Maybe you were trusting God for the fruit of the womb for five years. And God answered your prayer in 2018. You now thanked him in one service. Hello? No, your neighbor said you are cheating God. If you waited for one year, at least you should thank him for one year. <laughs> Is somebody listen to me? So how long did it take God to bring you this far? Listen to this. Some of us think God has not been faithful. We are debtors. You owe God praise. And that is the starting point. Look at his hand and say, thank you, Jesus. Let's rise up on our feet and say, thank you, Jesus. Come on. Say, thank you, Jesus. Say, thank you, Jesus. Say, thank you, Jesus. Come on, somebody. And I want you to be specific this morning. Come on, say, thank you, Jesus. Say, thank you, Jesus. 
Say thank you Jesus for my marriage. Say thank you Jesus I have a job. Say thank you for my business. Say thank you for my ministry. Come on somebody. You may have just 20 members in your, in your group. It's okay. Go ahead and say thank you Jesus. You may have a husband and not a child. People that don't have husbands don't even talk about children. So go ahead and say thank you. You are still here. The Bible says to him that is joined to the living there is hope. Go ahead and say thank you Jesus for my hope. Come on. Thank you Jesus for my hope. Thank you Jesus for my hope. Thank you Jesus for my possibilities. Thank you Jesus. Thank you Jesus. Come on somebody give him praise. 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 Lord we worship you. Lord we worship you. Lord we worship you. Lord we worship you. Lord we thank you. Lord we thank you. The message is not over. This is part of the message. This Thanksgiving is part of the message. You've been a good God. You've been a good God. You've been a good God. We bless your name Jesus. We give you praise. We bless your name Jesus. We give you praise. We bless your name Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. We want to say thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. so that you understand what's going on when the promise of God is hanging over you listen it takes gratitude to move God amen please you need to get this regardless of the promise that is hanging over you it takes gratitude to move God the Bible said concerning the people of Judah in the times of Jehoshaphat they were facing an army they couldn't conquer the Bible said they declared a fast. Watch this. Some of us have been fasting and praying. They declared a fast. They inquired of God. And God gave a word. God said you will not have to lift a finger in this battle. He says the battle is not yours. The battle is the Lord's. Go tomorrow and take your position. And you will see the salvation of the Lord. So the following day. Oh goodness. Did you come to church this morning? I said did you come to church this morning? Let me share something that would bless you. There were ten lepers. They came to Jesus. Jesus said, go show yourself to the priest. As they were going, they were healed. What did Jesus tell them to do? Jesus said, go. But after they got healed, one of them came back to say thank you. Watch this. And Jesus questioned denying that he did not instruct. I said, Jesus, they would have come back. If you told them to come back. Jesus said, gratitude requires initiative. Did you come this morning? See, some of us, you keep waiting on God to put in your heart what to sow and what to give. No, God is not going to put in your heart what to give, how to give, how to praise him, how to say thank you. You are going to take initiative. Did somebody listen to me? So let's talk about Jehoshaphat. What God said, the prophecy is tomorrow you will see the salvation of the Lord. But Jehoshaphat used his sense. <laughs> if God said he would deliver us, let us put praise worship singers. Who, who does that? 
pick it. I would have put military men. God said we deliver us, but just in case. And when God says he will deliver us, he didn't say we will not fight. So maybe the guys in front will fight a little. Let's just put some military men. Jehoshaphat said, no, my praise is an expression of my faith. So they put singers in front. Listen to this. The Bible said, when they began to sing was when God moved. He made a promise. But there was no move until praise began to flow. Are you here? Elisha said, they wanted a word from God. Elisha said, bring me a minstrel. As the minstrel began to pray, Elijah began to prophesy. You need to understand something about God and praise. God is not going to instruct you to praise. It requires your initiative. Now like the way PK said it, if you are thoughtful, you'll be thankful. Come on somebody. Can you take another two minutes and say thank you Jesus. Say thank you Jesus. Come on somebody. Say thank you Jesus. Say thank you Jesus. Say thank you, Jesus. Say thank you, Jesus. Come on, somebody say thank you, Jesus. Oh, we thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We bless your name, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We bless you, Jesus. We bless you, Jesus. We bless you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Come on. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. I bless you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you. Thank you, Lord. challenge listen I have a final challenge to you this morning 2018 is not over it is 2019 we want to dream about amen so you know the final challenge I want you to express gratitude in your own way now watch this now I'm not talking about singing again I want between then between now and the end of the year God this is what I'm going to do to express my gratitude to you. I don't know what it is for you. In this season, I'm showing you how to... Lo- Listen, what did Solomon do that made God misbehave? Hello? Because if you don't understand, if you're a Yoruba person, you understand? When a Yoruba man goes to a party, how he's praised is dependent on how he's praised. What did Solomon do? He gave God a thousand bottom offerings. Where was that in the love of Moses? Between now and the end of this year, for somebody, this is your key between you and God you are going to show God listen the challenge for so many people is they think oh 2018 is over let's move into the new year no there are miracles for 2018 there are still miracles for 2018 when you want God to discretionarily bless you you too you have to use discretion I don't know what you want to do you want to look at pastor and say pastor I want to give you a sleepless night you know there's a way you can bless pastor that the only thing that will be coming to his mind is EFCC EFCC Yes, you, see. you know those kind of figures that bankers have no choice but to report. Hello? 
somebody say another person say pastor you don't understand it's always you people always talk about money 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 i don't have money there's something you have that is more than money it's called your time are you getting this you can say god you know what i, I want to do this for you i want to do one young man in our church is on the verge of a massive breakthrough in 2018 you know all he did was he took his time and sacrificed it one day he was speaking. We have a sports cafe where guys come to watch football free. He was preaching and winning souls. One day I sat at the back. It was like God was troubling me on his behalf. During the fasting and prayer, God, he was the only person I laid hands on. So bring that guy. Take everything you and pour into him. I want to do something in his life. I told him, I said, look, I don't know why you are doing what you have been doing. But God says it's your turn. God says it's your season for a lifting. I have a funny feeling that some people here in this atmosphere like that, between now and the end of the year, behave like Solomon what did Solomon say he said I don't deserve to be on my father's throne he said you have done it I'm grateful God said ask me for anything sharp guy he says give me wisdom to lead your people that was where God misbehaved he said, ah. you know if God was a Yoruba man God would have said ah but when he gets me he gets me he gets, ah, he gets me so I will give you wisdom because the purpose of God is always God's priority Mm, if God was like us, God would have said, Ah, you want to do my purpose? You want to do my purpose? I will give you prosperity. I will give you. No, God is not a nice guy. He's, Look, my purpose first. I will give you wisdom for my purpose. Hmm. But all the other things you did not ask for, I will give to you. Not your neighbor. Tell that person, use your discretion. Come on, use your discretion and give God praise here this morning. Come on. We know you've been blessed by this message. To order a copy of this message or any of our messages, you can call us on 080-777-14411 or 080-777-14412. Or you can visit our website on www.davidschristiancenter.org. David's Christian Center, home of victorious people.